It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and we are continuing our sail through the third season of SpongeBob SquarePants. Today's episode is the Krusty Krab training video, the second half of the 50th episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, and by technicality through there is the 100th episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, and what a way to celebrate 100 episodes by completely stepping outside of the box, out of the square pants, into one of the most unique episodes in the show's complete history in 20 years. This episode still stands among the the best in those weird one-off episodes, and, and my, it's one of the best ones ever. This first premiered on May 10th, 2002. I mean, we're... we're Close to uh, to 20 years of this episode's premiere. That's pretty cool. It was written by Aaron Springer, C.H. Greenblatt, and Kent Osborne. Our storyboard artist is Caleb Muner. Our storyboard directors are Aaron Springer and C.H. Greenblatt. Our animation director is Frank Weiss. And our creative director is Derek Dryman. Now, in SpongeBob's past, we have certainly had episode titles that get right to the point of what the episode is about. SpongeBob has never really hidden behind gimmicky titles. When they tell you they're going to Rock Bottom, the name of the episode is Rock Bottom. Tea at the Tree Dome, Texas. There's a lot of ones. I, I just named a couple of, you know, early episode ones. But even episodes that come out now, they, they are pretty short and sweet to the point of what you are going to find in this episode. But I don't think we have had a more um, appropriately named episode in the show's run thus far than to just have the Krusty Krab training video because this is not a narrative episode like we have had up to this point. There's there's not really a story to be had. This is legitimately a fake training video to work at the Krusty Krab that you, the viewer, get to watch as if you were just hired by the company and they placed you in a back room alone put this tape on a VCR, put the TV on, and left you alone for an hour, hour and a half while it played. A few of you listening have probably gone through situations like that if you're around my age, or, or a bit older, because the advent of the training video has evolved over time, and a lot of companies have more you know online courses that you go through to work at a company that may include videos themselves that could be just as corny as this, but... Certainly the way this episode is presented, it is it is lambasting a certain subsection of training videos that exist out there. Uh, I highly recommend you look up the training video uh, for Wendy's, the fast food restaurant. You can usually find it by searching the text, Chili can be served with cheese. It is a legitimate music video training video that Wendy's produced in the 80s at some point, I imagine. And yeah, if you worked at Wendy's, this is something that they would, you know, legitimately show you 
as a part of your training of working at Wendy's, they would they would show you this video that included information about working at Wendy's, stuff that they would probably end up having to go over with you anyway on a on a hand ba- you know on a first hand basis. So it, it just kind of defeats the point. But yeah, it, it's literally one of the strangest training videos I've ever seen in my life, and I love it to death. I love that it exists, and it's a shame that that companies aren't uh, you know producing training videos like this anymore, at least on levels of of Wendy's. I mean, there there could be other companies out there doing, you know, fun projects like this, but I certainly think the Krusty Krab is giving Wendy's a run for their money in terms of the most entertaining training video. Because for me personally, this might be my favorite episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. And uh, usually when I say kind of bold statements like that, kind of, you know, quickly double check myself right after I say it. Uh, I I don't usually prep these things, but this one I have been thinking about for, for a few days now before recording this. And I just started thinking, you know, are there really many other episodes that very quickly I could think top the Krusty Krab training video? And the only other one that comes to mind is one that we haven't come across yet. But in in second and third thoughts about it, I, I really kept landing on the Krusty Krab training video as as my absolute favorite episode. Um, now, to be fair, when it premiered, it was a one of a one of a kind episode. There was no other episodes that tried this, and it certainly would be a few years before SpongeBob would attempt anything like this, which they would eventually get to in a Mrs. Puff's boating school sense, but. I mean, there's there's only going to be one Krusty Krab training video, and this is it. So, in a way, calling it my favorite feels a little little unfair. I, I will say that the other episode is probably narratively my favorite episode in terms of just like that classic, you know, SpongeBob episode. But now when it comes to this training video for the Krusty Krab, it breaks down working at the restaurant into seven different sections that this training video is going to cover. They are going to cover uh, the beginnings of the Krusty Krab, give you a little bit of history of the restaurant, which which is a pretty fair thing. Most most you know companies I have worked for in the past, right? You know when you start working for the company, they kind of at least tell you a little bit about the company. They may tell you about the specific beginnings, the you know people who founded it, and maybe what their original vision was. It really depends on the company and how they want to present themselves. There's there are some companies that. Don't really push that information as things you need to know. Usually it's just kind of there in handbooks or, you know, if anything, hey, they tell you, you know, you should learn about your company you're working for, things like that. But um, we have that as the first section. The second section goes over the Krusty Krab in its current day form. This is being recorded, at, you know, in, it, in its current day. So SpongeBob and Squidward are a part of this video as employees. Uh, the third section is a straight training part for working at the Krusty Krab. The fourth section is personal hygiene, which you're going to find once again at most places. This isn't out of the ordinary. Um, the the you know, cold Krusty Krab today part, you might find different in most places because things are changing so rapidly that that section usually, well, with online courses, the, you know, those sections, they can change out on a day. So this is why like training videos have since gone the wayside because it's it's a lot easier to just update some text on an online course that someone's going to take 
than to have to reshoot an entire training video, you know, which I'm sure still happens with some companies. But yeah, uh, so we have the personal hygiene part. Uh, number five, your workstation, which depending on the company you work for can certainly be an important part of your your onboarding here, your training. Uh, number six is interfacing with your boss, which is a section that you're not going to really find in a lot of handbooks, at least not named like that. They may, you know, give you information about your HR department, which it stands for human resources. For those who have no idea what that is, those in human resources are usually there for the employees themselves to, to keep track of their, their information, their pay. They can be there uh, for situations, you know, in case you have a situation with like your boss, for example, you not necessarily would go above their head to another boss. You would go to your human resources department. That's what they're there for. So they're there to help. Um, and, uh, you know, when it comes to interfacing with your boss, that can be a tough section to write because especially if you're writing this for an actual training video, you're, you're writing this section for a whole group of people without knowing the kind of boss they're dealing with. And, and depending, you know, on the company you work for and the situation you find yourself in, you can certainly find good bosses out there. You can certainly find bad bosses out there and you can certainly attribute certain behaviors to either category, which then, you know, could be, you know, that at least the bad ones could then turn into red flags that would let you know how somebody's management style is. Interfacing with your boss is is a is a gamble. It's a mixed bag unless you really, you know, know how to interface with your boss. But here's what I'll tell you. As a manager myself, I would say that open communication should always be on the table when working in a professional environment. And if you feel like you really can't talk to your boss, that's what the HR department is there for. There are people within your company who want to help you bridge a gap of communication between you and your superior. Don't ever be afraid to contact those people. So if you ever feel like you have a situation on your hands, that's what the HR department is about. Now, for the Krusty Krab here, I don't think they really have an HR department. I'm, well, if they do, it's Mr. Krabs. That's pretty much it. Uh, and, uh, if you, you know, I'm sure he pretty much deals with people in the same way that he deals with people who don't have money, throws them right out the door. I, I don't think Mr. Krabs is the kind of guy that wants to, to deal with, you know, certain situations or troubled employees. I don't, I don't think he, you know, has time for that on his hands because time is money. The seventh section is about emergency situations. Uh, now, of course, working at the Krusty Krab is a unique experience. It's not just working at a restaurant, dealing with the public, collecting money, making food, delivering orders. You have to deal with one very specific person who is constantly going into your restaurant and trying to steal the recipe for your food. Now, I don't know how many other restaurants out there in the world have to deal with this kind of situation, but if it is something that is of a regular basis, you may want to include it in your in your training video, I imagine. Uh, it You know, the Krusty Krab, like I said, is its own unique situation because of this, so it's really nice that they uh, included it. Uh, I, I love the, the giraffe um, mislabel here in the beginning of this episode when, when he calls for the graph and the, uh, the video of a giraffe comes up. 
it just it's one of those little you know when words are so close to one another that you can kind of uh, make those kind of jokes. I don't know what those jokes really are called, but I always appreciate those. I, I, I like that. The giraffe bit always brings a smile to my face. I'm not saying that I'm on the floor in tears every time, but it's one that I, I always appreciated. Knowing that the Krusty Krab is one of the most successful restaurants in Bikini Bottom is nice. I don't think we really needed to know that because as we have talked about in the past, the uh, the this world literally depends on that burger being sold because the second it isn't you don't want to know but one thing that we did learn in this in this episode here is that apparently the crusty crab's closing time is 6 p.m. which i i don't know that feels that feels rather early for a fast food restaurant um i mean that's the dinner rush is not is not done yet i, I guess five o'clock is maybe the dinner rush but i'd say dinner from like five to seven p.m you know, that solid two-hour window is, is where you're going to get the most of your customers. Now, it, that can change at any point in time. We have seen Mr. Krabs literally at the point of closing just decide that they're going to stay open all night and force his employees to continue working. So I, I the fact that I'm thinking of, like, realistic things in this situation is kind of silly. And I get that, but you, you have to know. I put a lot of my hard work, my perseverance, my vision, my determination, and my sweat behind this podcast and I, I just want you to know I hope you appreciate that I love the little bit here of of little Mr. Krabs tiny toddler Mr. Krabs singing blow the man down a classic sea shanty that is the inspiration for the Spongebob Squarepants theme song um, this this little bit is the, here just to show us that Mr. Krabs has apparently always been a, a financial genius as he is in the current day um, based off the fact that as a kid he was smart enough to tie a string around a quarter to to put it inside of a vending machine, get the soda, and then yank the quarter back out of the machine. Now, I don't think vending machines made today would actually allow this to happen, but I have to imagine at some point in time the like earliest vending machines could be kind of taken advantage of in this way where if you were smart enough to have a, a a gimmicked nickel or a gimmicked quarter like this you you'd be able to yank it back out of the machine and still get your free soda or pop or, or fizz whatever whatever it's called around the world wherever you're at but uh yeah i i like that's not really financially smart it's it's literally just stealing <laughs> um I, I, that is Mr. Krabs, though. I, he is not that he's he is a thief. We have seen him steal in, in episodes. I shouldn't defend him in that regard. I was about to say, like, well, I don't really think he's stolen. But we, we've seen his his uh, klepto tendencies in a previous episode. Um, we do learn, though, a, a bit of Mr. Krabs. He has a, a military past. And of course, later on, we we see a little bit more of that curtain pulled back on his military history and his and, you know where he's come from and the people he knows uh, but in this you know section of the training video it doesn't really get into that it just mentions that after the war mr krabs you know went into a deep depression and uh i i think that's that's a nice little character wrinkle here for mr krabs it certainly can can you know definitely bring some thoughts to, to people if you're dealing with that or know of somebody who's dealing with that because certainly depression from soldiers coming back from from war 
can can set in um, and it's a serious thing and and of course mental health is an absolutely serious thing and and it's something that that we certainly should talk about more and and be more open about because it's it's like a human thing we're sending humans out there to do something pretty dangerous and you know when it's all said and done we just kind of expect them like all right go back to normal and and sometimes that's not the case so it's it's a certainly nice little little deep it had i wonder what the the conversations for that were in the writing of this episode cuz i i have to imagine that just a line like that isn't just thrown in and at least not discussed in, in at least one conversation about what do you think mr Krabs really was going through at this point in time i i, I don't know i i wonder I wonder how those conversations went because they they had to have happened. I I can't imagine that was just thrown on there. But at some point after the war, Mr. Krabs fell into a depression and just decided that instead of being depressed and sitting at home all day, he's going to do something with his life. And he purchases an elderly home titled the Rusty Crab. And believe it or not, the Rusty Crab's building is pretty much... Exactly like the Krusty Krabs in terms of like being a restaurant and even the sign um, just missing the K and but still having like this massive space for the K to be painted in. But I love like it's just such a funny joke. They didn't even attempt to like redesign the restaurant like the Rusty Crab literally is just the Krusty Krab with old people playing shuffleboard in front of it. <laughs> The the instant you can see the inside of the restaurant in the background, and it's one of those little visual jokes that makes me laugh. By the way, the narrator of this training video is is not a usual voice that we hear in Bikini Bottom. It is not the French narrator that we're used to, and it is certainly not Patchy or Painty the Pirate. It is in fact Steve Cahella voicing the narrator through this episode and and puts on such a professional performance. His voice literally carries this episode, and I I have never once gotten sick of it. I I could listen to a few more episodes uh, narrated by Steve because his voice just has such a beautiful tone to it. I it's hard to really put to words why it it, it is what it is. I mean, there's a reason why his he is voicing the narrator in this episode. So need, need I say more? I'm sure all of you agree. Any any fans of this episode have to really put a lot of that onto Steve's performance because any not anybody could just be, you know, reading these lines and the episode then just plays out exactly as it does and is as remembered as it is. There's just certain moments in this episode that wouldn't work without Steve and I know that it sounds like a lot of Hoopla! sounds like a lot of Hoopla! sounds like a Hoopla! Hoopla! sounds like a lot of hoopla that I would put on one person but I it's hard to argue when the entire episode is is mostly Steve's voice there are some cut in moments of 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 course SpongeBob Mr. Krabs Squidward Patrick we get these little moments with other fish but it is mainly Steve throughout this and I really can't imagine anybody I would want to voice my own training video if I had a training video for a company that I was running uh, he would be a guy that I would call just a voice for that regardless, even if it was in a completely serious affair. Absolutely. I need those tones to, to sell the fun of working here to my employees. 
They can only it can only come from him. Now we get a bit of a refresher of what it's like to work at the modern day Krusty Krab, and Mr. Krabs brags about all of these modern day enhancements that he's made to the fast food experience. He literally just points out a bunch of items that are commonplace and have been for for decades. Uh, but I I love that in this there is a mention of a standing fee at the Krusty Krab. Apparently, if you're just standing around, if you're loitering at the Krusty Krab, you get charged for it. I, I don't know how enforceable that is, but I, I we are we really going to put it put it past Mr. Krabs to actually have a standing fee at this point, even if it's like 10 cents uh, or whatnot. Now, it may be because of the Crab Borg episode that we just covered on the Squarecast, but it is mentioned here that because of Mr. Krabs's fear of robot overlords, it's because of that that it keeps the technology of the Krusty Krab in check. Now, now SpongeBob was the f- one to have the fear of robots in that episode, but who really knows what happened to Mr. Krabs after that episode? I, I mean, he was tortured and accused of being a robot, and, and that could have shaped his fears for the future, including the, the idea that, hey, real robots could exist. And there was also... There was also the Imitation Crabs episode in which Plankton completely convinced his his longtime employee that a, a metal robot was the real Mr. Krabs. I mean, between these two events, Mr. Krabs has every right to have a fear of robots. It's it's a real fear. And I mean, it, if you're a human out there, you have every right to have a fear of robots. The way that the way we're building them, the way that people are are pricking and prodding at that that part of science that because science fiction has told us not to touch over decades we just have no choice but to continually move forward to show that we can do it i don't really think we need sentient robots running around uh the alexas and the and the you know cortanas they're they're scary enough i'm not saying that that kind of fear dictates my life the way it does mr krabs but i'm just saying now, the narrator at this point takes the attention onto the current Krusty Krab employees, SpongeBob and Squidward, and, and gives them the nicknames SpongeBob and Squidward. SpongeBob is a poised, confident employee with a smile that says, Hello, world, may I take your order? And then we have Squidward, who is inattentive, impatient, and a glazed look in the eyes, which... For years, I really didn't know what that 100% meant, but looking into it and on the Collins Dictionary, uh, the definition of glazed as an adjective states that if you were to uh, describe someone's eyes as glazed, that you mean that their expression is dull or dreamy, and it's usually because they are tired or having difficulty concentrating on something. And, uh, I, you know, it's funny to actually look that up. And, you know, that does describe Squidward in a sense. Now, an iconic moment of this episode is the attention to Squidward's massive button that he has on his shirt. A big purple button that says, I really wish I weren't here right now. Which uh, you would think after this episode would be mass produced, but it actually took more than a decade before I ever found an officially licensed SpongeBob SquarePants button like this in a hot topic. And it was an immediate purchase. I saw it and it was just like, um, like the thoughts then rushed through my brain of like, wow, why haven't they made this before? And why haven't I looked for one ever? And 
yeah, as a retail worker, let me tell you, it was one of the quickest purchases I ever made. I didn't even need to be a SpongeBob fan. Um, now, we learn a valuable acronym here at the Krusty Krab at this moment in time of the, the training video. We learn about poop. Let's talk about poop. I'm, I'm here to talk about poop. Let's, let's talk about the poop. Now, it's, it's not the kind of poop that you would go after if you were trying to get some information. But poop stands for an acronym. Poop is an acronym at the Krusty Krab, and it stands for a very clever phrase, people order our patties. Poop. You got to remember that because remembering this information could help out any situation at the Krusty Krab. Now, the section on personal hygiene is is a funny one because in the last few years, there are parts of this section of the training video that have certainly hit close to home. Uh, the hand-washing part, which I'm sure most of you should know how to wash your hands by now, which, you know, you don't always have to wash your hands after everything. Um, if you're at work, you do. Because that's, that's a part of the rules, and, you know, you're not spreading germs to other people. But if you're in your house, you don't always have to wash your hands over every little thing that happens in the house. You do have to build your immune system up a little bit. I, I come from the George Carlin school of thought. It's a very old school school of thought about your body and, and building up your your immune system in a, in a very natural way. And, and honestly, because of that, I've, I've had a pretty good run with my immune system over time. I have a good handle on when I'm going to be sick, how long I'm going to be sick for, and it usually, you know, it, it holds itself to just maybe like a runny nose and a sore throat for a day or two, and that's it. I'm, I'm back to the races. I really haven't been, knock on wood, uh, yeah, you listen to that? Uh, I really have never been uh, held up in bed for a long period of time because of a sickness. Uh, but I'm, I do wash my hands, I'm not arguing against it. But uh, but yeah, it's it's just funny here seeing the the level of effort SpongeBob going into washing his hands. And then this the fact that this episode part was used over the last two years, almost in nauseam on videos I was seeing on my feed. Uh, over people washing their hands. It, it You should spend the correct amount of time to make sure that your hands are washed, especially if you're dealing with people or the public. It, it's just, it's common knowledge, common courtesy. Now, of course, beyond washing your hands, you have to make sure that your, your personal appearance is tidied up and you can cut off blemishes off of your face and keeping your hair nice and nice and neat under your hat. You're, you're all ready for work, which, you know, most of those are, are pretty common knowledge for places that that you're working for. Most of them are going to have some sort of dress code. The Krusty Krab seems pretty, pretty laxed on what you can wear. I mean, at times they've had Patrick working at the Krusty Krab without a shirt. So that's not even really a requirement that they have. Technically, I mean, Squidward's not even wearing pants. Look at that. I, what kind of dress code is this? What do they have? I, and if Plankton started working there, it's not like Mr. Krabs. I mean, he could tell him to start putting on clothes, but I don't think that would happen. I am not shocked whatsoever at the cleanliness of SpongeBob's uh, workstation. I like that he has all of the ingredients of the Krabby Patty tucked away in a filing cabinet, that he vacuums the top of the grill. Um, SpongeBob, you know, he, he is devoted to the art of fry cooking. He puts more effort into his job than I feel like most people do because he has passion for it. Now, on that regard, if you have passion for what you do, 
then yeah, you're going to put in the level of effort SpongeBob does. And when you're not passionate like Squidward over here, you're not really going to care about your workstation and, and your appearance is not going to matter as much and your demeanor is not going to matter as much. But when you love what you do on a day-to-day -day basis, you can go into work like a SpongeBob, be happy, put in those extra few minutes a day to, to put in that extra little effort, which also usually makes everyone's lives a little bit better at any any job. Now, the next section of the training video is, of course, interfacing with your boss. We, we did, you know, talk about this a little bit earlier. And as far as interfacing with Mr. Krabs, uh, we only get the interaction of SpongeBob asking Mr. Krabs for a raise, to which, of course, Mr. Krabs says no pretty quickly. And, and that was it. That's, I guess, all the interaction that it takes at the Krusty Krab with, uh, with Mr. Krabs. I don't know why SpongeBob would even bother asking that question. I don't think that option is ever on the table. I'm surprised that he would even ever make uh, a penny more than whatever he was offered uh, his very first day. But I do have to give him credit for at least uh, trying. Now, before we get to the emergency situation part of this training video, there's a little bumper here that is is actually pretty one-to-one of what modern training videos would look like. Because even if you're doing an online course, nine times out of 10, they will include videos of like fake customer interactions. Usually some that'll show you the ways to handle a situation, the ways to not handle a situation. Sometimes they'll give you multiple outcomes to a situation and they're very useful. If you've never worked before a day in your life and you've never interacted with the public, Hey, those kind of training videos, as hokey as they may seem, can certainly help you out, especially when it comes to dealing with those situations, or at least the ones they may be presenting in the in the videos. It all depends on on where you're working, but th this part of the Krusty Krab training video, uh, to me, is the closest that you're going to have a connection to to modern training videos. Is that customer interaction part? And here we have Patrick, who um, is apparently they're, they're live recording the training video because as Patrick comes into the restaurant, he is literally hearing the narrator who is not really acknowledging Patrick. Like he's acknowledging that there's a customer coming into the store, but as Patrick is freaking out listening, listening to the ceiling talk and not knowing where the voice is coming from, the narrator doesn't really talk back to him. Um, the Squidward is fully on this, so I don't know if they just have the guy, who, you know, if there's a camera there filming them for this training video, if Patrick is just not noticing the camera and then the, maybe the narrator is right behind the camera. But um, it, it's certainly one of the funniest parts of this episode. They found a way to still bring in that that SpongeBob level of silliness with Patrick and his interactions with the other characters into this training video. Um, I, I like how they didn't try to shoehorn every bikini bottomite into this. I like how they kind of kept it to a few of the incidentals that that partake at the Krusty Krab. Um, but then they had Patrick because he's there every day. He's one of their best customers. And that makes it even funnier that here he comes in a, a just another usual day of eating at the Krusty Krab, but for some reason cannot think about what he wants to eat. At, at the Krusty Krab. But before we finish this situation with Squidward and Patrick, we have to cover the emergency situation. We have to cover the possibility that Sheldon J. Plankton may come into the Krusty Krab and steal a Krabby Patty. 
And in that regard, if that happens, if you see the sight of Plankton at the restaurant, your job apparently is to just run and scream. That's it. As an employee of the Krusty Krab, you apparently, all you have to do is just run around and scream. And this entire sequence, just above all else, is one of my favorite parts of this episode. I love this idea that even though SpongeBob has has single-handedly stopped Plankton in the past, and when it comes to Plankton and his, his overall plan in this episode for stealing the Krabby Patty, it becomes a little silly because out of all of his plans to steal the Krabby Patty, this might be one of his lamest. As he takes a Krabby Patty, which spouts out four robotic legs, and decides to ride this thing out of the Krusty Krab and, and drives it using reins like a horse instead of some sort of steering wheel. But this thing goes so slow, and even with the maximum overdrive in place, goes at a speed that I would say is like a brisk walk for Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs, by the way, the expression that they drew on his face throughout this entire sequence is bar none. Probably the funniest thing for me in this episode. The fact that SpongeBob is running around the Krusty Krab, screaming at the top of his lungs, breaking all of the tables, and here is Plankton, who should be perceived as a threat, with yet another scheme to steal the burger, and Mr. Krabs just slowly walks behind him with just kind of like a disappointed yet just like mundane look on his face, and he just calmly picks up Plankton and tosses him out of the Krusty Krab, and is not freaking out whatsoever as a juxtaposition to the way SpongeBob is running around. Funny thing about that this part of the episode, when Mr. Krabs picks up Plankton, uh, the camera you know, has Plankton zoomed out from where he's being held from Mr. Krabs' uh, claw, and you're, it's made to really show how tiny Plankton is. And when he's yelling to Mr. Krabs, it's like a, a sped-up, little little plankton voice uh which is a actual bit of dialogue that was sped up and then would be reused in a later episode at it at its original speed in the episode plankton's army which is uh is really funny the phrase he's actually saying in this scene is felicitations mouth actors i am in town to find my minions and i know just how to speak their lang then he gets flicked at that moment so you can actually take that that dialogue there and find that uh that bit of of what Plankton says, which, like I mentioned, would would then be reused in Plankton's army, which is actually really cool that 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 bit didn't go to waste. Uh, I I love the whole ordeal with Plankton here. It's one of my favorite parts of this training video. But now that the emergency situation is out of the way, it's time to go back to the real situation of this video. What Patrick is going to order from the Krusty Krab. Now, I love the little bit here that the narrator, even though he's been kind of negative and down on Squidward throughout this entire training video, I like that he, he kind of lends him a hand in this, in this regard. He gets Squidward's attention and reminds him of the very important phrase that every employee at the Krusty Krab should remember, poop. People order our patties. So with this in mind, Squidward then helps Patrick decide on a Krabby Patty as an order, which then Patrick agrees is a fantastic order, and it's just really silly, because of course it is. That's what you order every day. 
Then Squidward stupidly asks Patrick the question if it's going to be for takeout or if he's going to be eating in, to which, of course, Patrick is then back to the old drawing board of not really knowing what answer to pick. I don't know why Squidward would put himself in this situation. He literally takes this guy's order all the time. Uh, by now, it should be, oh, I can see Patrick walking over. SpongeBob, could you make this? I, I mean, you know, every store has its regulars. Every restaurant has its regulars. You know what they order. There, there's some of those fast food restaurants where you, I've worked at one, where you get used to somebody that the second you even see their car rolling into the parking lot, you're already getting a part of their order done for them. So the fact that Squidward is having such a rough time with Patrick here is his own fault. But now that we have talked about literally every part about working at the Krusty Krab, it is time to talk about the sumptuous, lip-moistening, spine-tingling, heart-stopping, pleasure center of the Krusty Krab that is known as the Krabby Patty. An iconic moment that has been built up because throughout this entire episode, I have failed to mention that SpongeBob, who has been used as kind of the, the you know, narrator's sidekick in a way, even beyond the moments inside the Krusty Krab, there's these little intervals in bes in between those moments that have SpongeBob and the narrator kind of hanging out in this in this void in between the moments at the restaurant. So SpongeBob has been a, a very important piece to this training video and has been constantly asking the narrator about making a Krabby Patty. That is all SpongeBob is here for. He A plus on every bit of effort in every other section of this video. But SpongeBob really wants to put that A++ effort into making that Krabby Patty. And even though he knows how to make a Krabby Patty, he's playing it up in this training video because he wants to clearly show the people at home or the new employees what he is there for, what he does best, which is make Krabby Patties. And they build up this moment and just from the music, by the way, the, the orchestra music throughout this entire episode is, is absolutely wonderful. We get a little bit of a classic sea shanty in the Mr. Krabs section, not just the one he hums, but even when they're talking about the war, there's a little bit of a, of a classic, you know, a SpongeBob piece there. But for the most part in this episode, it's all orchestra music. And this last section built up around the Krabby Patty is so perfect at this moment. We've built this up. It's been teased. It's been talked about. And here we are. And of course, as, as I've used in the beginning of this episode, the classic moment of of the da-dums and, and the build-up to the Krabby Patty. We get that realistic shot of the Krabby Patty. And we're finally going to know what the secret ingredient to the Krabby Patty formula is. And you're like literally going to be told what the secret ingredient is. And out of nowhere, the episode... Just stop. I really couldn't help myself. That was just too good. Uh, but yeah, the, the climax of this episode is, of course, being teased that you're going to be told the Krabby Patty secret formula, but that's not true. And the episode out of nowhere cuts out as the, the narrator is telling us. And you got to imagine so many kids at the time of, of their first viewing of watching this episode becoming immediately disappointed at the episode cutting out and probably not getting the joke that like that is the joke you're not going to get told what it is i'm not saying uh the the majority of kids got fooled because i i feel like most would get get the joke but i got to imagine a hefty majority of people out there really got upset at that ending thinking that they missed out 
on learning the Krabby Patty secret formula that you were literally going to be told this and then it just cut out at that wrong moment. That <laughs> I knew the second it happened that it was a part of the joke. I really wouldn't expect them to come out in a weird way like this, especially in such a comedic fashion of just this fake training video that they would just, you know, have this info dump of the secret formula on us. But uh, it is an absolutely iconic end to an iconic episode. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the 100th episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, the Krusty Krab training video and my what a training video it is it's up there with some of the best i i hope by now you have already paused this podcast to go find a chili can be served with cheese if you still already weren't enticed to listen to it i i imagine you should because i'm i'm playing it right now as i'm talking but that is this week's episode of i'm ready a sponge pod square cast as always my name is captain eric thank you for listening to my show if you are listening to the audio part of this podcast please share that podcast around uh, share it to any of your other spongebob fan aficionados out there really appreciate it and if you are listening to this on youtube please think about subscribing to the channel liking this video and leaving me a nice comment it please always i want to hear what any of your favorite episodes of spongebob squarepants are if you have any little funny anecdotes associated to an episode or if you have a favorite quote i always love to hear those i love interacting with all of you on the ready crew and i appreciate each and every one of you out there i hope you are all staying safe Definitely wash your hands, wash your hands at work, um, but just don't wash them till they're completely nothing. Keep staying positive out there, keep staying optimistic, and my heart is out there for all of those affected in Ukraine. Uh, my love is out there for any of you listeners in the world, wherever you are, you are important to me. I love you very much. This is Captain Eric signing off for another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. Poop. Poop? Once you understand poop, you'll understand your place at the Krusty Krab. But what does poop mean? It's actually a carefully organized code. Watch closely. People order our patties. Ah, poop!